Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome once again, coming to you from Brevard, North Carolina. Uh, a little later start this morning, but it's uh, the sun is up and it looks like it's going to be a beautiful day, 65-ish and, and sunny. I think we're all going to try to go for a little hike up in the mountains this morning uh, or maybe later when the sun comes out a little bit more. So that should be a fun time. Okay, I had several people yesterday and the day before ask me some more questions about intuition. So I'm not going to be too long. I'm just going to answer a couple of the questions that they've had. So yesterday we talked about intuition development and we talked about how important it is to listen to your intuition, trust your intuition, but how extremely important it is to act on your intuition. I've had many people ask me, yeah, Michelle, all of that is good, but how do I trust my intuition? So I'll give you a couple examples. Years and years ago, uh, I was a, a very young mom. I was working probably 60 hours a week. I was a child care center administrator. Um, I didn't have a lot of money to my name. And there was a conference I needed to go to. And let me just tell you that I knew I was going to have to pay for a hotel for the conference registration and for all my meals. And I was like, I don't know how this is going to work. I also knew I absolutely had to go to that conference. I could not tell you why. I just knew everything in my being was saying, get to that conference. So uh, I I found out that if you submit a proposal to be a speaker at the conference, that you actually can go to the conference for free. Now, at that time, I was not doing any speaking. Uh, I didn't realize I was a speaker. So I put in a proposal. It got accepted. And there you go. My conference fee was waived. Then I had a friend who said she was going and she found out I was going and she said, do you want to room with me? And I said, absolutely. So I roomed with her and that was half the cost. Then I had a, a dear friend and mentor of mine at the time who said, you know what, I, I get what you're doing and I want to help you out. I know you don't have a lot of money. Uh, I'm going to give you $100 for your trip. Uh, use it for whatever you want. So all of these things came together and aligned for me to be at that conference. I went, I presented. One of the things I found out when I presented, hey, I think I kind of like this. So that, that definitely was the start of my journey. But I had one really important conversation with someone. Uh, as you know, if you go to these events, you'll, you'll meet new people. You'll reconnect with, with people you've known but maybe haven't seen for a while. And I had a great conversation with her. And there was one teeny tiny comment that she made. She said, Michelle, I think you'd make a great trainer. And she gave me some information about how to start that process. And from there, <laughs> the rest is kind of history. Uh, I, I went ahead and, and started my journey as a speaker and a trainer and a coach right then and there. Now, my heart didn't really know that at the, at the time. I, I just thought, oh, well, that's interesting. That was nice of her to say. So what I'm saying is 
there was a lot of intuition following at that moment. You know, there was definitely the, I don't know why I have to, but I must get to that conference. There was also the, okay, well, um, let's go ahead and put a session in, right? Uh, and then, of course, the, the conversation with that one person. So that's by no means the first encounter I've had with my intuition. But if I were to really think about my journey of trusting my intuition, I would say that that was a pivotal moment for me. That's when I realized, wow, yeah, that that tiny inner voice inside myself really has something to say. And if I follow it and listen and do something because of it, good things happen. Now, I've had I mean, every single day I'm, I'm following my intuition. I know yesterday we talked about, you know, pick up the stick, which is awesome. Um, and that's how you have to start with your intuition, doing little tiny, small things. So here's the big difference in your brain when you're following your intuition. If you get a still small voice that comes and tells you something and you're really listening, you can agree with that rather quickly, like between one and two seconds. If you find yourself taking that on and thinking about it for five seconds or more, you're either overanalyzing your intuition, so you're not listening, or you're trying to, um, you know, put conscious thought into understanding or putting logic and reason on the situation, and that's not listening or trusting your intuition. So timing really is important. And this is where a lot of people that I work with have an issue because they're such overthinkers, overanalyzers, um, really uh, use their conscious mind well. And listen, we need those times. However, when you're trying to listen and trust your intuition, you've got to act quickly. So for example, sometimes I'm, I'm given the, the thought, uh, text this person or email that person or reach out to that person. I do it as quick as I possibly can. Or I do something to bring that thought into fruition. So for example, if I'm sitting and I'm studying in the morning, um, sometimes that's quite early. Uh, it can be four or five o'clock in the morning. And if I hear, you know, text this person, that might not be the best time to text them. However, I immediately write it down on a post-it note. Usually what happens in those instances is other people will come to my mind or other ideas will come to my mind and I immediately write those down on a post-it note as well. So when I'm done with my study time, I take my post-it note over to my computer and I just quickly send out these, these texts or thoughts. So the quickness in action was writing it down, knowing I'm going to do something with it. The um, trusting it is extended, not just from the listening time and the writing it down, but as I'm doing this thing. Now, oftentimes I don't know what's going on with these people and I don't even really know what to say, but I just say, okay, um, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about you today because the truth of the matter is I am. So that, that's a small example of how you can really begin to trust your intuition, okay? See, one of the things that a lot of people don't understand when you're developing your intuition is that um, you're going to start this journey and there's going to come times when something comes to you and you're like, yeah, no, I'm not doing that. 
And that's okay. You can still develop your intuition over time and you have free will. You don't have to do everything your intuition tells you because there's going to be an opportunity. But I do want you to think about your resistance to your intuition. Where might you have resistance to listening, to uh, developing, uh, and also to trusting and, and the doing part? right? Because you might really be able to listen and trust your intuition, but might not be acting on that. So remember, that's, that's not actually intuition, that's inspiration, right? So I, I hope this was helpful. Um, I, I know this is a, a topic that, quite frankly, we could probably do another dozen podcast episodes on, uh, but it is so crucial to your development, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, we all need to get in touch with our intuition a little bit more. Uh, and, and let me just clarify here that your intuition, where does it come from? Because I did have a couple uh, questions about that yesterday. Two, two things you need to know. First of all, it comes from... Um, your highest power. Okay. Some people believe their highest power is themselves. Some people believe their highest power is, uh, God. Uh, some people believe it's the universe or energy or source, whatever your term for that is. It is a connection between your highest power and also your subconscious brain. So your subconscious brain is, uh, that's where your feelings, values, beliefs, wants, needs, identity, self-image are. But it also is a collector of information. It houses millions and millions and millions of bits of data every second for you. So over time, you collect all of this information about how to live the life that you're living. So some people have intuition uh, in an amazing way related to their work because they've had so many hours in their lifetime of working that they've collected all of that information inside their subconscious and with their subconscious mind and their, their highest power, they're receiving this message and then their conscious brain kind of tunes into it. So it's kind of like you have an antenna, right? And when all of that comes together, boom, you get a message. And that message is for you to act on. Uh, if you are a, an overthinker, overanalyzer, and would like to read a book, uh, there's a book out there by Malcolm Gladwell called Blink. And he's gone through, there's a bunch of research on uh, the number of hours that it takes to become proficient at a skill and how you can really... Uh, get in tune with your intuition as you're developing that skill and how the brain works. I think it's a great example um, and it might help you to settle into yourself a little bit more. Uh, there are people out there who just you know, I consider them a little more wild, if you will. Uh, they're already connected to their intuition. And then for those overthinkers, sometimes we need to see some data and research uh, that will say, no, yeah, this, this is actually a thing. It's not woo-woo at all. Uh, this is just how we work. Okay. All right. So with that, I release you into the wild. Go forth and prosper. Have an amazing day. We'll catch you next time. All right. Bye-bye.